Ghost men horror host here. Dead men die. The only sound came from the heath as the flames danced between the logs, wheezing embers into the air. It cast its glow into the boys as they sat quietly in imagination. Their voices grooved, his figured shadows changing with each flicker. Simon opened his hand to show the dice. This game is called Dead Men's Dice, he said. Playing it goes with a risk. If you choose, you have to win a fortune, or you will die. The other thing is, if we start the game, we all must finish it. If we don't, then we will all lose our lives. He studied each boy's expression, waiting to see if any of them would crack. He wanted to scare them, as the, on the last night of their summer holiday, he had heard his drunken father tell stories about this game, and how he lost his best friend to the dead man's die. It was one of the few intelligible conversations he had with his father-in-law between beatings. Christine. Are you willing to put your fate in the hands of the dice? said Simon. Yep. Christian was Simon's best friend. They could jump off a building for each other, and Simon had little support at home. Christian was very much needed stability in his life. He encouraged Simon in his harebrained ideas and gleefully accepted the fallout. Mark, are you in t- Mark, said Simon. I don't know, sounds a bit stupid, said Mark. Come on, you pussy, said Keith as he punched Mark in the arm. Fuck you, Keith, said Mark. Stop it, both of you. This is a serious, if you can't make decisions lightly. You you can't make decisions lightly. Simon hoped that that any drama would let one of them get one of them to break. He could sense the level, fear level rising. Mark was slighter built and very susceptible to peer pressure. He was the youngest of three brothers, monocled by his mother, which didn't endear him to his siblings. He wanted to please everyone all the time, unsure of his place in the world. Okay, I'll play, Mark said. Keith, are you playing? said Simon. Fuck here. Keith was a lout of the group. He bravado and everything was inspired by his ignorance. Simon would just have easy just selected a game with involved in piercing their testicles, and Keith would be there with his nail gun trying to prove his metal. That leaves you, Pete. Do you agree to play? Pete looked at each of them in turn. They stared back, unsure what which way you go. If Mark was doubtful, then Simon was expecting Peter to balk. Peter was the youngest, most innocent a lot. He was the only one brought up in a stable family, reasonably wealthy too. His federation to his rowdy crew was his way of rebelling against his parents. Just as long as he was home by his 9pm curfew. Amen, Pete said. His voice shook with fear. Simon surprised and secretly impressed. Everyone standing in a circle. They all moved in position. The floorboards creaked with every step, and they added groans from the weary abandoned warehouse helped Simon to set the mood. It was working better than he had hoped. The boy's face 
faces were beginning, starting to tell the truth. Their nerves were beginning to show. Simon pounded out, pulled out a stick of chalk from his rapsack and he, the same rapsack he had thrown the floor when he first arrived. He drew a circle on the floor. Around the boys, he had drawn a, drawn a pentagram, making each boy sure, making sure each boy was stood on the point of the star. Now sit down inside the circle, stay on your bit of the pentagram, and do not break the circle until the game is over," said Simon. They all did as he commanded. He had placed a die in the middle of the pentagram and held it to, to the others. We start the game by repeating three words. Three times the words, seal my fate with a dead man's die. The rose will die, will roll it, will roll itself. However, is whatever number it rolls is the person it's chosen. I'm holding it up a die. I'm number one, Christian. You're number two, Mark three, key four, Peter five. If if it rolls six and you, we are spared, the game is over. So he paused, waiting for action, but it all very silent. What to his words? A chosen one that rolls at this die, I have my hands. If it's an odd number, that means you will die. If you is if you even if you have even numbers, it means if it's an even number, it means fortune. If you do get an odd number, the die in the middle will roll by itself again. It will be a number of hours left until your death. Simon sat back and watched his friends. He was making it up as he went along. His father always told him of rolling all the odd numbers. Simon's imagination came up with the rest. He was expecting one of them to break ranks at any moment, but they all stayed at a put. Oh, our friend, we say, still may fate the dead man's die three times, okay. They all nodded, one, two, three. He repeated the phrase in uniform and stared at the death die in the middle of the pentagram. Everyone held their breath, even Simon. The flames roared, causing them to look in the fireplace. Look at the fireplaces behind Simon. As he turned his head, his eyes widened and his breathing stopped when he heard the die rolling along the floorboards. It all right then to see the number five had been rolled. Keith, that was you, said Simon. Keith shook his head. Nevada had deserted him. Everyone shook his head. Pete gave out a whimper. Uh, Pete, you're number five, rolled the die. Simon opened his palm and offered the die to Pete. Pete hesitated, staring at the sweat-soaked die. He picked it up. Supposing the imprint in Sam, Simon's palm, everyone cupped the die in his hands. Pete began to tap, tap, cup the die in his hands and began to shake and... He closed his eyes. It was as if he was saying a prayer. He threw the die to the middle, into the middle of the pentagram. Fuck, said Christian. It's odd, said Mark. Am I going to die? I was not want to die, said Pete. He started to cry. Simon began to feel bad. He wanted to scare them all, but did not want him to cry. Before he, before he could say anything, the other die rolled itself across the floor. There was no question of someone playing a trick. It moved itself. Fucking hell! Cried, cried, screamed Keith. He got to his feet. He was about to set out of the circle. Just remembered, but the game needed to be over. Are, are we all done? Is the game over? 
Yes, a die has the die has rolled, said Simon. Keith grabbed his coat and ran out of the room. Simon Mark followed. Uh Simon, I've got to got got to go. I'll speak to you tomorrow. Said, said Christian. He gave Pete a look to pity and ran off. I've got two hours to live, said Pete. It's all bollocks, Pete. I mean I mean yeah, don't worry, I was joking. Simon's trying to convince himself more than, than Pete that but he wasn't doing a good job. Come on, I'll walk you home. You'll be okay. They collected their things and went home. They never spoke on the way to Pete's house. Simon watched him from the pavement as he opened his front door. He gave Simon a despairing look before he went in and closed it behind him. Simon felt a moment of paralysis. He considered his stupid makeup game. May have sent his friend to his death. He ran along home crying. Simon's father was drunk, lying in the living room, crouched. Then Simon burst through the door. What's the fuck wrong with you, boy? His father managed to couple together. He hadn't drunk enough to be harmless. He was in a abusive phase. You've been trying to... You've been getting in trouble. Oh, shit. I'm calling... Talking to you. Simon wanted to get away from, from him as soon as he could, but he wanted to know more about dead men die. Dead? Is dead men dying real? said Simon. What? What have you done? Is it real? Simon's felt seemed to have his father for a brief second. Simon, Simon seemed to have his father for a brief, for a brief second. Of course it is. You haven't played it. Not, not Simon nodded. You stupid little shit. You wasn't chosen. No, it was Pete. You got what odds did he get? Did he get odds? Didn't he? Didn't he? Yes. What have you done? You've killed him. I didn't think it was real. His father got to his feet. He looked around, six foot tall, skinny, and kind, kind of skinny. That's that's something like he was eating away at something nasty. He looked towards Simon and started to slur a rhyme. Dead man's die is a game of five, game to see who will survive. Sit in the pinnacle to start the game, wait for the die to call your name. The keeper is the one, the last in line, last of the numbers to define. Get the six for the keeper to choose, which of the five faces lies has to lose. A chosen fate is a roll away. If you've got an hour, it's too late to pray. You better hope the next hole is high. Cause that's a... Dead man dies, a game of five, a game to see who will survive. Sitting in the pinnacle, start the game, wait for the die to call your name. The keeper is the one that lies, that's last in line, 
last of the numbers to define, care to the six of the keeper to choose, which of the five lives has to lose. Chosen face is a roll away, if you get an odd, you're too late to pray, you better hope, and the next row is high, cause that's the end, till the dead men die. Pass the deadline, and don't you hear that die, die would be chaos to those. Yeah, yeah. Die would take close, take someone near. Simon backed away as his father approached. He didn't, he, he didn't remember hearing the rhyme before he put it, but he had some similarity. I used to sing it to you. When you was in the cradle, it was you wanted to waste to then my back chat. No back chat, none of your lip. I hadn't made the game up. As he proceeded, the words they hit Simon like a battering ram. He stumbled backwards and fell over an empty bottle of beer. His father was fuming. He started throwing full, full and empty bottles around the room. Simon got to his feet and ran up the stairs to get out of harm's way. His father lunged for him. Clipping his heels, Simon fell on the stairs, throwing his rucksack in front of him. Come here, boy, you need to learn a lesson. His father started to undo his belt. Simon got back to his feet and ran to the few ste- final steps, kicking his bag. So he passed. His father prowled up the stairs with his eyes demented, fixed on Simon. Simon looked at his watch. The deadline was due. He realised he was the last in line. He was the last to be defined. He was the number five, not feet. He watched the dice fall from his rope stack into the stairs. His father wasn't expecting it. He slipped backwards, fed first, bouncing down each step until his head wedged into the corner with an almighty snap. It was the one last. It was one minute past the deadline. Simon could hear his father's voice saying, "Past the deadline, don't hear here." That I will choose to take someone near. Yeah.